What's happening, Craig? Hey, buddy. Not much. What's happening with you, Brian? I was enjoying watching some hockey in early August. Were you? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think it's uh, always uh, interesting to see how the team uh, starts to form, and uh, you start to see some some things that uh, you know are pleasing the coaches. And now it's uh, you know it's 140 days away from uh, the puck drop on December 26th. So, is it ever too early to talk about Team Canada? No, absolutely <laughs> not. And it's never too early to to uh, pump the tires of Mitch Marner. Um, I watched him that first game. I thought he was outstanding. Obviously, you, you, you've seen him many times in the past, and you were there throughout this week. How good did Mitch Marner look? He looked fabulous. I mean, the, Mitch Marner is, is an elite talent. I mean, there's no other way to put it. And, you know, you, you, you start to talk about talent, so you got an elite talent, right? And he is a, a big-time competitor. And, and then you add in the third factor, which he's exciting. I mean, uh, that's a hat trick of a player to me. And, you know, you got all the elements. There's lots of players that are very skilled, lots of players that are very competitive. But that exciting part of it, uh, and that's the third part of it, uh, you know, really, really makes him uh, a real joy and a treat to watch. Craig, how do you think that conversation would have been inside the Leaf front office when they're debating between, let's assume, Hannafin and Marner? Where, how do you think that conversation would have gone, gone and, and how do you think they, they would have stumbled onto Marner with that fourth pick? Well, again, like, I mean, when, like, it all depends on, on, on what you're projecting the player as, Jonas. And, uh, you know, I think that uh, Mitch Marner projects as, as an elite offensive player. And, and I think that that's exactly where uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs got to on uh, Mitch Marner. And, you know, people ask me all the time, why do you think they took Marner over Hannafin? Real simple. They think Marner's better. <laughs> right. <laughs> sometimes, we, sometimes we try to find uh, more into the theory or, or more into the reasoning than just simply what's staring us in the face. They simply like him better. They think he'll be a better player. That's, I mean, really, that's what it comes are, are the margins close? Yeah, I'm not going to suggest otherwise. But, I mean, you'd be amazed, guys, how many times I get asked that question. Like, well, real simple. They, they like that guy better than that guy. <laughs> well, Scott Burnside wrote a piece on ESPN.com suggesting that Mitch Marner is the most important player in the organization based on what he represents. Um, obviously, high-end skill, high-end pick, uh, has the potential to play the wing, maybe center at the NHL level. Um, I, I suggested Morgan Riley is the most important because I'm not convinced Marner's going to play up the middle. And I think if your most important player is on the wing, you're probably starting behind the eight ball. But where, where would you stand on that? When you look at where this organization is right now, uh, which player or players clearly should have the most focus on them in terms of importance and long-term growth? Well, I mean, I'd, I, I think that you, you, have to, you have to rewind, too. You have to go back to William Nylander, obviously Morgan Riley. But, 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 and, and then... Players that we don't even know yet. Players that are going to be drafted next year. Players that are going to be drafted the year after. Players that have, you know, have been drafted that you know might not be on the radar screen. You know, not really having emerged yet. Uh, you know, it, it's never about one player. I mean, uh, and if I have to uh, give anybody a reminder, I'll just tell everybody: just pay attention to what's happened in Edmonton the last nine years. Like, just pay attention because it's, they've had some real terrific players. And it is never about one. I mean, people want to say, oh, Taylor Hall. Well, Taylor Hall's a terrific player, but he can't do it by himself, and he can't, Ryan Nugent Hopkins can't do it by himself, and Jordan Edley can. It, it's a collective, and, and that is the biggest thing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, that being said, 
you want to get difference makers in your lineup. And to me, Morgan Riley's a difference maker. William Melander's a difference maker. Mitch Marner's a difference maker. And the more you can put check marks uh, in, in that box that says difference maker, the better chances the Maple Leafs or any team in the National Hockey League are going to have to compete for the Stanley Cup. Because ultimately, you need the skill. There's no question about it. But you need difference makers. Those guys are difference makers, but they need to add a lot more difference makers than the ones they have. How happy are you right Thank now, you, Jonas? Craig. Well, Brian, is so Craig, happy. Brian asked me that question, and I basically said the same thing as you. I said it's too simplistic to say one player is most important <laughs> because there's just so much more to it. Well, yeah, but it's also just like a hypothetical question. I know. Really isn't worth. But Craig, let me ask you. Let's 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 stick to let's get away from the simplistic qu- stuff. Geez, I feel like I feel like I do Jonas when 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 Jeff is on with Ryan. There's I, a little bit of. I can't tell you how many people have tweeted me today already over the past 45 minutes saying this this must be a nostalgic feeling. It's like oh dog's back. Yeah, good one. I love it, Jonas. Yeah, that's okay, a so, daily occurrence with him and I. Anyway, so Craig, do you do you buy? Mitch Marner being an NHL center, and by extension, do you buy William Nylander playing center in the NHL, or do you think that's going to be more difficult than, than maybe is assumed? Yeah, well, it's really interesting for me, Jonas, and, and I've watched William Nylander play since he was 15 years old, and, and at, at the American Hockey League level, in, in the Swedish league, in the, in the All-Svenskin juniors, every, I have never seen William Nylander play center ice. So... <laughs> Never, and and I know he's playing there, but but I can't. I, I have I, I have never seen him play at center ice. I've seen Mitch Marner play center once, and it was in a playoff game this year. Dale Hunter told me he needed to uh, spread out his offense because he he felt the Vorak, uh, Marner, and Domi were you know just uh, too many eggs in in one basket. So I've seen Mitch Marner play center. He was terrific. Uh, I've never seen William Nylander play center. So. You know, not, not not being able to comment on how on how he's played there, and you know, well, obviously, small sample size. That being said, you know, there, there's a reason that coaches end up putting players on the wing, or players find themselves on the wing. And I'm not suggesting that those players can't play in the in the middle of the ice, because one of the things that both Mitch and William can do is make plays. And I, and I think uh, 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 an essential element to being a center iceman is you, you've got to be able to make plays. And if you can make plays and distribute the puck and, and you know, you know use, the, use as much ice and, and space as you can to be dangerous, then I think that you could move into the, in, into the middle of the ice offensively. So Nylander and Marner qualify there. Uh, coaches will tell you this all the time, that the big challenge becomes, can you do the work you know, in your defensive zone? Now, you, you, you can modify that and you know, maybe have other players play a little bit more down low in, in those situations. But, it, but you know, I think that you would have to really – I think there's two parts to go with it. That if, if you believe that they can play there, then you've got to really get them playing in the middle. You, you, it makes zero sense in my mind if you have a player or players that you want to play in the middle, then get them in there, test them, and see what they can do. But there's nothing in my view that precludes them from being put into those positions and seeing if they are capable of carrying the responsibility. With Craig Butner, TSN hockey analyst, and I think that's why we expect Nylander to start with the Marlies in in play center. And if Marner goes back, I'm sure that's the intention. In London, but 
if it gets to a point where they get to the NHL and they can't play on the wing, then the pursuit of a number one center will, will continue. And I think next year's draft, everyone's focused on the top guy who projects to be Austin Matthews, and he is undoubtedly a number one center in the future. And the news came over uh, just a short while ago that he will end up playing this upcoming season in Switzerland. And we've heard this for quite some time, Craig. There's been a lot of speculation about it. And the belief is he's always wanted to go this route. Um, I know you've talked about it before, but refresh my memory. How do you feel about this? And can this possibly change the way scouts would look at him in terms of next year's draft? Well, I I guess I'm going to start this off with, I mean, the best time to go and watch him is February. The skiing in Switzerland is fantastic. They right. only play t- twice a week. So if you plan it right, you could get a fantastic ski trip. And a team's picking in the top part of the draft. I mean, this is a great opportunity. I think the other part of it, too, is, you know, with the, with the new draft lottery, all kidding aside, with the new draft lottery, uh, you know, the top three spots are going to be determined. Everybody has, a, you know, the, the 14 non-playoff teams have a real shot. So, you know, that'll make things interesting. That being said, Austin Matthews is an elite player. Uh, I've said it before. I know he could play in Uzbekistan. It's not going to make a difference to me in terms of his potential. Interestingly, he's playing for Mark Crawford. Mark Crawford has loads of NHL experience, but he, but he's coached juniors. I mean, he coached Owen Nolan, uh, the first overall pick in 1990. So Mark Crawford understands very well, uh, you know, what a, what a player is, is going through in his draft year and, you know, ultimately, you know, what a player – uh, may be able to do to be the first overall pick. He's done that. So I, I think there's a great benefit to Austin playing for Mark. And he's going to play for the World Junior Team uh, in Finland. And, you know, the, so that doesn't preclude him from there. And to your point, Brian, I think that he wants to go and play uh, pro hockey. And he, he, he talked about it. But I, I don't know exactly when. I know, it, I, I know he's talked about it a couple of times. He wants to prepare himself in the best way possible in his mind to get to, to be ready for the National Hockey League next year. And obviously he didn't feel that college was a route for him, and he feels that Switzerland is better for him than the Western Hockey League. Thank you, Craig. Good stuff, buddy. We'll do it again soon. Okay, thank you. Have a good day, you guys. Craig Butner, TSN Hockey Analyst.